0: Take your shadow and bring it into light. Hi, thanks for listening. Hope you're well. This is PD at the Art of Self-Development. This podcast is for everyone who's interested in psychology, motivation, people skills and other areas in which we can develop who we are for ourselves and for the people around us. Hello and welcome to an episode on psychological projections. This is something that we all do almost all the time that is one of the more insidious things that we do and something that is very beneficial to understand and get how we do it and why. And you've probably heard of projections. This term has been used since the early days of psychotherapy because it's one of the most critical concepts that you can come across. And what it is, is literally as the name suggests or as the word suggests, It's projecting parts of ourselves onto other people. Now, why would we do that? Of course, we don't usually project something that we want to keep. We project something that we want to get rid of, something we don't acknowledge in ourselves, something very often we don't even know exists. We may feel it's there and we will resist facing it. We will try not to, and as it happens, there are other people around that are useful targets for all kinds of projections, be them positive or negative. Because not all projections are negative, and also the function, the role, the purpose of projections, generally speaking, is not negative. We use them to help us in various ways. Now, maybe you can recall a moment recently or not so recently when you felt a very strong emotion, a strong reaction to something, to someone or to someone's behavior or something they said or did. That thing was most likely a projection of something inside of you that you do not quite see or that you did not quite see at the time. Some common examples that we can think of, for example, of a positive projection is... Maybe there's someone you really admire, someone you wish you were more like, somebody that has qualities that you admire. It is very useful to think about what qualities These are, what is it about that person that you admire? On the other hand, you can think of a negative quality that you see in other people that makes you respond emotionally, in some way. There may be someone you really despise, and you know the reason why you do. They do something that you think is horrible, or bad, in some way. Now, both of these things, positive and negative, are projections. They're not really part of the person that you project onto. They're a part of yourself that you haven't reclaimed, that you haven't accepted yet. When you're in love, your projection goes into hyperdrive. Then... Everything that you feel towards that person is much stronger. First, much more positive. If you're like most people, then later, over time, much more realistic and sometimes much more negative as well. It's funny to realize that the things that you thought were so amazing about the other person, you now despise the most. Because they were never about the person, they were about you. They were parts of yourself projected onto another person. I would dare say that love in itself is a projection. It's a specific kind of projection. It doesn't mean that it's bad, but as we say, love is blind. And when we wake up from this hypnosis sort of thing we realize that things were really not the way they seemed in many ways so realize that the positive and negative things that you see in other people that make you react emotionally they're really parts of you and to the degree that you can accept that and you can work with those emotions directly as part of you not as part of the other person You can grow as a person you can realize your potential much better Carl Jung often in his work talked about the shadow which essentially is like a grab back of projections of things we don't want to see in ourselves the dark things the things that do not come to light that we do not see and do not want to see and this has to do with our childhood and the environment the social environment where we grew up because when we were little children we were perfect in a sense we did not have a shadow but what happened in most families what happens is Typically, not all parts of ourselves are acceptable to the parent. And they try to shape the behavior of their offspring by only accepting some behavior while rejecting other kinds of behavior, which then leads to the child trying to suppress unwanted behaviors. And there is a good reason for it, because when you're a child, you're really helpless you're completely dependent on your parents and biologically we are wired to do anything it takes to survive. So if the child senses a possibility of being rejected by the parents given the clues it receives, it'll prefer to reject parts of itself to risk being abandoned so we start with no shadow at birth but since that time typically until we reach adulthood sometimes we keep adding up more stuff we're building up the shadow we're putting stuff into the bag of things we don't want in ourselves or things we believe are bad Now of course the shadow is not bad in itself, it can only be bad if we see it that way. In the back, in what Robert Bly called the back of things that we drag behind us, there are many things that are very useful if we can reclaim them, if we can face the perceived darkness that's inside like Pandora's box. Some common examples of projections as seen in real life are things like bullying, for example. Because what bullies do is they attack people who are weaker than themselves. And there's a reason why they do this. It is well known that bullies are cowards in some ways that they are weak themselves. And what they do is they project their own weakness, their own vulnerability onto others and attack it rather than confronting their own weakness or vulnerability in themselves, which is why they can never really defeat it. Another example is a projection of guilt Maybe you had a colleague, coworker, friend who made false accusations, and I mean blatantly false accusations, and they would not accept your explanation or apology because they were reacting to their own projection of guilt, which they couldn't deal with, and they had to give it to somebody else. And this is not an easy situation to deal with. Even if you know that the person is not dealing with their own stuff, unless you're a trained professional, it's not very easy to explain it to a projecting person. You can lead them in the direction when they are projecting less, so that over time they get it. But this is really a challenge. Hope can be projected by a patient with a serious disease. He or she can project the feelings of hope onto the doctor and then expect miracles where none are possible. Another common situation is sometimes we feel another person hates us or despises us for no apparent reason which tends to be a projection of our own dislike of the other person projected onto them. And because we project it, we do not know why supposedly this other person hates us. We just feel that he or she does. So if you step back and look into the feeling and why it exists, where it originates, this can be very enlightening. Social anxiety in itself is a very powerful projection. There are many people who are fine when they are by themselves. But they can be very shy and awkward around people. And they think that other people make them feel weak or self-conscious. But of course they do it themselves. They project those feelings onto other people. and these are all fairly common situations which is why it is really useful and important cut through the projections to see them for what they are so that we can deal with them because what happens if we don't is we can become entangled in projections for example if I think that another person hates me because I project my own feelings onto them and they do the same. We are not communicating. All that happens is that we keep counter-projecting our own unacknowledged feelings. And none of us is really getting through. So what we need to do, or what at least one party has to do, is take a step back, take a look at the emotion, and see where it comes from. With more awareness, more can be done to let go. In fact, to understand that this emotion comes from you, not from the other person. No one else can make you feel anything, strictly speaking. They can only help you, they can nudge you in that direction by exhibiting a similar quality that you are projecting. So we can hook it up. So reclaim your projections. Reclaim the back. Reclaim the shadow. When you let light shine on it, you will realize that there is gold inside where you only didn't see it because it was dark. Because you didn't dare see it. All those negative things are qualities that you haven't developed yet because you thought you shouldn't. But now as an adult you can really reach into the back and take the stuff out see it in light of what you know now and accept it refine it there's a lot of good stuff in there and as you do you may notice that your vision becomes clear your ability to relate to other people your ability to see yourself for who you are and to see other people will become much more acute much sharper and much more real enjoy the shadow as the gift that it is. You are the sum total of your thoughts. Your thoughts create pictures which lead to your actions. Your actions create habits. Your habits create who you are. Who you are, in turn, determines what you can do. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Art of Self-Development. If you think you got some value out of this episode or you know someone you think might benefit from this podcast, tell your friends. If you have any questions, comments or insights, write me at pdartofsd at gmail.com. Keep doing your part to enrich your life and through your actions, Leave the world better than you found it.